the NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boost. Plus, you can make every game a big game with the same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Spurs Cast, episode 626. My name is Paul Garcia. I'm your host here on the Spurs Cast. Today I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer Benjamin Bornstein. In this episode, Ben and I will discuss the Las Vegas over-under for the Spurs and the two paths they may end up at, the state of the offseason, and Lonnie Walker IV going into next season. Let's go to get started. Ben, how you been? I'm fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing well myself. You know, we're pretty much like here now. And what Aaron Pride, a former Project Spurs host, used to say, the doldrums of the offseason. We have quite a few weeks uh, before you know basketball begins training camp actually over a month still you and I are recording this on a um, on a Tuesday evening so yeah we still have about, about a month before training camp even begins but you know there's there's just a little bit of news here with the Spurs Ben we'll kind of just go through three main topics Spurs cast listeners should it be too long of an episode all right so Ben let's begin first with some some updated Las Vegas over-unders according to betonline.ag on Monday um, you know they put out for all 30 teams they're they're over-under and wins the Spurs has came out at 28.5, which which we had seen that because I remember you wrote a piece recently where you kind of referenced that number as well. So that, yes. that really hasn't changed. But what, what I found interesting is I started looking at the data and just like all the um, numbers is that, you know, if we really put those into projected standings, how the team should finish out, uh, finish this year, there's basically two paths the Spurs can take. You know, they, they if they follow that, that you know, those projections, well, then they can end up, you know, 13th out west, out west. And I know we've been talking about this team maybe being a play-in team. Uh, if, if we just took, again, just the over-unders, uh, you would have the Clippers at 7th, the Blazers at 8th, the Grizzlies at ninth, and the Pelicans at 10th. And then outside of that playing game, which are your lottery teams are, uh, you know, are, are the Kings at 11th, the Timberwolves at 12th. The Spurs at 13th, and then the Rockets at 14th, and then and then of course the Thunder at 15th. So again, um, you know, right now it looks like if they were to play like their projections show, you know, this is not a playoff team or even a play-in t- type team. But one other part of that is that if they don't make it, um, you know, to the playoffs or the play-in, and let, let's say they they end up being one of the you know the 13th um, seed in the West, 
uh, at that, you know, based on their over under, well, then that means that they actually have a really good shot at getting a, qu- a quality lottery pick here. Um, let's just say that, that everything w- went as, as it was scheduled to go in terms of expectations for, for their, for their over under the Spurs could end up with the sixth pick basically in the lottery. You know, we, we would have the thunder at number one, the magic at number two, the Pistons at number three, the Cavs at four, the Rockets at five and, and the Spurs at six. So I guess, you know, we're going to, the Spurs will probably, you know, beat their over under, but again, Ben, there's a chance here that if things don't go well for this team, that you know you might uh, you're, you're someone who scouts the team uh, and and the draft picks and things like that. You know wh- what are you looking for this year going in? You know the fact that they could be um, you know a team that picks within the top ten this year. Um, man, that would be exciting for me. I so many options available. Um, so for me, it's I think this team, and I'm going to end up writing something on this down the road. But this team very much needs either a creator wing or they need a big man they can trust. Mm. And that's not to say they can't trust Pirtle, but really he's a defensive big. You really would like a big who's either an offensive or, or can play on both ends fairly well. So I think that's kind of their biggest weakness right now. And they, you know, they've, they've filled in some guys, they filled in some spots and especially shooting, I would say with some of their free agent signings, uh, Doug McDermott, most notably to me, uh, I think he's going to have a really nice role on this team. And I think if Zach Collins plays to the level pre injury that he can, he's going to be a great pickup. But I, what I really love about his contract is that it's not fully guaranteed after the first year. So mm-hmm. next season and the season after the Spurs could get rid of him before a certain date and not have to take on that money, which would be huge if they have a legitimate shot at some of the free agents next season. And again, they could clear the cap space to do that. And I wrote about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, Paul is my cap guy. I had to ask him a <laughs> lot of questions just to make sure I understood it. But for me, being able to scout potentially top 10 draft picks is going to be super fun. Uh, the other thing is I think there's going to be a lot less West Coast guys, so I won't have to stay up incredibly late to watch them, which is even better. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good year for scouting, a good year for college basketball. And now that things are somewhat getting back to normal, guys have guys have, you know, their the off their off season before freshman season. And so you're not throwing a bunch of dudes onto a court who have never seen each other before and saying, Well, I hope this works out. So or or just going through like a virtual walkthrough, you know, not the same as, you know, kind of bumping and running with guys in a scrimmage or learning plays together and things like that. So uh, and that's I think that's really going to affect Kentucky this year, who has a couple of guys that we're going to want to keep an eye out on. Uh, Damian Collins, most notably 6'9", 6'10", depending on which service you're looking at, um, forward, who's who's a top 25 recruit. Okay, that's interesting. And also something to keep an eye on, too, um, you know, is that the fact that the G League should have a, a more successful, you know, lengthier season considering that we only got a small bubble last last year, which yes. is a very small limited sample. So will you be keeping on the G League as well, you know, for some of those prospects? Yes, I'm going to be making sure to hit up my guy, uh, Jonas Clark. He's yes. very good about the G League. He mm-hmm. is on top of that. Uh, I, I may even try and watch a couple of games with him if I can do that virtually. That would be phenomenal. Uh, nice. But yeah, if you're listening, Jonas, it's it's happening. I'm setting it up. You have to speak it into existence. That's what I'm doing. Also, you know, if you if you talk about something long enough, it will appear. 
the Spider-Man trailer, great example. Had to throw that one in there today on this day when it dropped, and I was super excited for about three hours today just re-watching the heck out of that thing. But yeah, G League should have some promising guys as well. I, I'm curious about some of the overtime elite guys as yeah. well. Now that you mention, you know, G League and and non-college guys, I don't know what their TV schedule is going to look like. So I don't know how watchable they're going to be yet. But I mm-hmm. imagine they'll have some ESPN games. And I do believe they're actually based here in Atlanta. So I might have to try and see if I can get over to the facility at some point because I'm sure it is a man- and amazing and phenomenal facility that they've got over there. You don't, you don't build that kind of building for that kind of talent and have it be a dingy gym. Yeah. I was just listening. I was just, uh, 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 I'm listening basically about that. Um, the ringer did a pretty good a podcast recently about that, about just like how the, the investment from like Jeff Bezos and um, who was a Kevin Durant's investor, Drake's an investor in that, in that overtime wow. uh, league. So yeah, they have a lot of, you know, they're putting a lot of resources into, into that league. So that's also something you can watch as well for, for like Ben said, for up and coming college players. So yeah, that's kind of something to keep an eye on Spurs fans is that yes, you know, you want the, t- the team to be successful competitive wise, you want them to win and try to get maybe a playing game or, or even get into the top eight, uh, uh, you know, of traditional playoff basketball, but if they don't, well, then guess what? This team, at least, uh, you know, if they if they don't meet those expectations, I mean, if they defy, they don't get past those expectations. Well, then this is a team that, like Ben says, you know, this is a team that could probably get like a top six pick if, if they were to you know go with the route that that um they're kind of over under kind of projects to be. So again, that's kind of something that interesting to watch is those two different paths that the Spurs can take this offseason. Our second topic. Let's just go through quickly the um, the state of the offseason. Kind of nothing's really changed since last week that I talked that I spoke with Michael DeLeon. For some reason, again, I can't pinpoint why, but it's now been twenty days since I, I saw this on Twitter from from someone um uh, who works for it with uh, Hoops Hype. It's now been twenty days since they since they verbally agreed with Bryn Forbes, but yet they still haven't signed him to his contract. So so they still haven't signed Bryn to his contract. We're waiting on that to happen officially. Uh, they still odd. haven't. Yeah, they still haven't signed Joe Wieskamp as well to his two way. Um, so so again, we know that they signed Jock Landale a few days ago, and then. I, I thought for sure after Landale, um, cap wise, it's all ready to go. I mean, if they're giving Bryn the minimum, well, then that's easy. You don't have to do anything. If they're giving him the room exception or part of it, well, then you're after you sign Landale, you're ready to do that as a team. So I don't know why they haven't signed um, um, Forbes yet. I, I do wonder if. Um, you know, this is just thinking out loud here where maybe they are trying to, to trying to trade someone without taking salary back. So maybe somebody like an Al Farouk Aminu or Chandler Hutchinson, one of those players who we know is probably not going to be on the team um, long term this coming season. And if that happens and you get enough still under under the cap, well, then you can use that cap space to sign Forbes. And then you would still have the room exception, you know, going into the season. You wouldn't have to use that quite yet. So, again, I don't know what, what they're waiting for. Again, we're just kind of, you know, waiting to see maybe by tomorrow, by the time the Spurs cast goes up he'll have been signed officially but again it's kind of odd that they still haven't uh quite signed him um just yet we are also waiting to see what happens with key debates job um we know that he is a restricted free agent as well uh, however um if he accepts his qualifying offer, then well, then he's 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 projected to return to the Spurs on a two way contract. We know they have a slot open, so I guess so. I would assume they're saving that spot for him, but he's probably still trying to get a, a more so um, a full NBA deal somewhere. But again, there's there's not that many opportunities out there. There's still a number of free agents out there. And then lastly, uh, you know, just going to, not only to training camp but also um, the preseason. We know that they're going to have to eventually before opening night on October 20th, they have to make uh, either wave two players or uh, trade two players, and that's just, it, it just has to happen. 
You can't go into a season with, um, you know, you have to have 15 full NBA players on your roster and at least two two way players. Two-way. Yep. Yeah, you cannot take no no more than that. Right now, these they, they have 17 full NBA players once Forbes signs, and then they have one two way spot, um, you know, open. Right, I mean, filled with with Wieskamp once he signs. So, I, I again, just you know, we're we're kind of just waiting on some official signings and stuff. But Ben, what are your thoughts? Just you know, right now, where the off season stands. I would be very curious to to see who gets traded for what and when because like you said that those mechanisms have to take place mm-hmm. before the season starts so again they they have some very movable contracts right now uh relatively cheap would it, guys that aren't going to hurt a team at all they're you know they're good at the very worst they're good locker room guys mm-hmm. but i i believe they are also guys who can help you on the court so there's no reason to believe that someone won't another team won't come biting i think they just kind of have to figure out their rosters people are giving training camp invites and things like that maybe they're going to see yeah maybe we want to stick this guy around so we don't need to go out and sign another guy or you know maybe this guy isn't going to work out let's see if we can go find another guy but i just hope that the spurs take some picks in return they shouldn't have to give up picks to get rid of those guys i think they're they're worth something they're not one of there's not a contract or the kind of player who's like you have to entice other teams with extra picks or cash around them you should just be able to trade them fairly straightforward yeah and like we saw like last week with um drew eubanks mike and i talked about this the fact that you know they had the chance to waive him and not you know his cap wouldn't affect their books but instead they, they decided to keep him on the roster so we know that they want to keep eubanks on this team so maybe someone like you know, you're talking about getting picks back for a player somebody who's going to be wanted by a lot of teams is uh is uh that that is young we just know that you know it's been reported already uh and and plus um, there's already been reporting that his name's been out there in, in trade rumors uh and i think that's going to be like that all the way up until the trade deadline or even maybe he gets moved um before the uh before training camp or, or the or the regular season Again, so again, we'll kind of monitor over at Project Spurs and see what happens in terms of who, how this roster eventually gets decided. And again, until uh, Brent Breda actually signs this contract because he hasn't quite signed that, and it's a little interesting that it's gone now over twenty days, and and uh, they still haven't he still hasn't signed his deal. So again, we'll kind of monitor that. All right, so our last topic is um, you know just talking about some projected growth from from Lonnie Walker the fourth uh, going into this next season. We know that you know this is an off season where he can either get an extension with the Spurs or he's going to be a restricted free agent next off season. So I, I had done this uh, conversation um, with one of our writers a few weeks ago uh, before free agency and, and the draft had taken place because you know at that time it was a little bit it was a little bit dead at the time in terms of um, no, no news news going on. So I kind of just went through some projections from um, Profit X. So before we start this conversation, Ben, I gotta I gotta give Profit Profit X. A shout out here. Uh, Profit X is a dynamic financial and performance index powered by artificial intelligence with front office optics displaying 17 visual and time series models for 480 plus NBA athletes. The Athletex models historical, dynamic, and future performance data to monitor and project insights on contracts, performance, injuries, team fit, development, and potential. You can follow them on Twitter at ProfitXAI and also on Instagram. So going into Lonnie, um, you know, according to some of Profit X's data, they, they they say that you know the production he brought to the Spurs was like that of a player, like like a starter last season, and they do project him to continue to get better, uh, to be at a starter level in the next two seasons. Now, again, I don't think he, I don't know if he'll start with this Spurs team this coming season, but again, his production he's going to bring is that of a starter. Um, he's projected to make growth next season in on offense, defense, and playmaking according to their AI model. Uh, they say that last year he he brought 
uh, he brought the production of a player making $10.9 million, considering he was only on his rookie deal making 2.9. So he basically outplayed his contract. Uh, and then we, we know that he's extension eligible this offseason where the Spurs can sign him before opening night. Uh, and he, right now his projection, according to them, is uh, Profit X is $11.7 million to about 16.5, and the average for him is about $14.1 million. Um, we, we saw from their data that he did make growth in the pull-up three, the catch-and-shoot three, the mid-range fast-break scoring, uh, his, his ability to drive to the basket, and also his pick-and-roll. And then this coming season, he's projected to make growth, according to their AI model, in the area of steals, driving to the basket, defensive rebounding, and isolation. So I guess, Ben, what, what are your thoughts on, on Lonnie? You know, the fact that you know they could maybe extend him this offseason, or if they don't, well, then this is a big season for him because he, he's going to be going into restricted free agency next summer if that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a make-or-break season for Lonnie Walker. And I think even if you become a heavy minutes usage guy as a sixth man on this team, if you're Lonnie Walker, that's great for you. I think if he's a guy who goes out and he's leading that second unit, he's got, he's got maybe Devin Vassell and he's running with Keldon Johnson and he's, he's playing maybe a little bit of shooting, maybe a little bit of point guard kind of just going out there and, and running that unit. And it's a, it's, it's a net plus or even a, a net neutral lineup with him in it. I think that's a win for him. And even if the Spurs decide to go in a different direction, that's going to get him looks from other teams and somebody mm-hmm. will go out and sign him. I I like him. I liked his game coming out of Miami. I still like him. He, he hasn't made the strides people have been hoping for, and that's really what it comes down to for a lot of people. It's just, oh, I don't want to extend him. He hasn't, he hasn't done what we thought he would. And mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it, that's really a lot of guys who come into this league. They – they, they don't play up to hype or expectations that fans have, and that can, you know, that kills people. So part of it is tempering expectations, tempering the hype. And I think having a full season with, with, with some of the rookies from last year and having a full off season and being, I think the schedule getting back to normal and not having all of those back-to-backs, those five and seven days kind of things, you know that that you know because they're they're supposed to, they're supposed to be cutting down on that kind of stuff. We'll see if the league continues to do so, but you know, assuming that they play a normal schedule and they don't have to worry about all those back-to-backs like they did in the second half of their schedule last season, I think they'll be fine. It's they got a lot of. They got a lot younger. They got younger guys on the squad who can run for longer periods of time. They're not going to have those issues with back-to-backs. They shouldn't have those issues with the three and fives, five and sevens as much. But again, they those kinds of games shouldn't be happening as often either. So I think this is absolutely Lonnie's make-or-break year. I hope he makes. I I really don't want to see him break. Mm-hmm. I just think he's he's gone through too much, and he's he is a good player, and he's a good guy. He's a, he's a high character player that you want for your team. He does a ton of stuff in the community, and you know he just goes about things the right way. So yeah. uh, I, I hope that all of those hyped up uh, workout videos from this summer all come to pass, and he can do all of those things against NBA players, and he balls out. But we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. Um, you know, just going back to, to last season, I remember when Derek White was healthy and, you know, they had, they pretty much had everybody there. Uh, that was one thing coach pop wanted was he wanted Lonnie to basically carry the second unit and kind of be in charge of that, of that unit. So I think he's going to get that opportunity again. If he, if he doesn't start. And like you said, Ben, it's a make or break year for him where like the opportunity is definitely there for him. I think that he's like in terms of, of ball handling and, and playmaking, and then also, you know, shooting as well on that second unit, he's definitely the guy who, who could end up being like the, the go-to player, especially with Patty Mills gone, especially with Rudy Gay gone to two guys that were um, veterans on this team. So I think that there's definitely, like you said, a, a lot of potential for him, but it, it's up to him on how he's going to do it. And I think that you're right. It's just get, it gets frustrating, I think, for, for fans and stuff. And just because you see the potential that he has, you know, one game he could have like 22 points or, or, or 16 points, 18 points. And, and, you know, he's driving to the basket. He's shooting his three. Um, he's making some plays on defense. And then, and then of course, there's, there's games where, you know, he, he doesn't do that. And, uh, you know, on, on multiple uh, different outings. So, again, this is a big season for Lonnie. And, again, we'll see if the Spurs um, extend him. Uh, this coming offseason, we've seen a lot of contract extensions going on right now because we know there's not going to be a lot of cap space again next offseason. So a lot of a lot of um, upcoming free agents are seeing that you know, how the landscape's shaping up in terms of free agency. So they're actually trying to get contract extensions with their with their teams right now. So maybe Lonnie's one of those players who, who they extend him before um, the opening night, or if they don't, well then we know that he's going to be going into restricted free agency uh, next year. Um, you know, with with the Spurs. So don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Um, we are continuing to cover free agency uh, before training camp begins on September twenty. Or I think yeah, they open September 28th is the training camps. Thanks also again to Ben for joining me here on the Spurs cast and to Michael DeLeon for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day.